0: Welcome to the Getting Divorced Without Lose Your Mind podcast with Corey Shapiro. Quote, the problem is not that there are problems. The problem is expecting otherwise and thinking that having problems is a problem. That quote is from a author, psychiatrist who used to work in Manhattan about a generation ago, Theodore Isaac Rubin. In divorce news, I was inspired by Valentine's Day to change the focus to communication, and I want to help either co-parents who have to develop a new way of communicating that's dysfunctional, or couples who are in a dysfunctional relationship, marriage, and want to move on and either be productive in their relationship or in a new relationship. The starting point is John and Julie Gottman. They have a science-based approach to love. They can predict with 90% accuracy people who can survive in these intimate relationships and who can't. We're going to use some of these teachings and focus on co-parenting issues So they have the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. I will put in the show notes a link to an article, also has a YouTube video that's only two minutes long that you could watch. But basically, they start off with criticism. Criticism is deadly. You want to be specific, be brief. You don't want to be general, like use words like always and never. So in before example, you could say you're always late with the children when you drop them off. An after example would be you were late this past week twice. It's difference. Defensiveness. This is about taking accountability, and it might even be taking micro-accountability. Don't think you have to take accountability when you're 100% wrong. You know, I'm only going to take accountability when I'm 100% wrong. Take accountability when you might be just 0.01% wrong. Why? Because if you get involved in this defensiveness, you're not going to be empathetic. Your focus is going to be inward, not outward. You're going to lose empathy. And you lose empathy, you're probably going to lose the way to persuade the other side to think more logically. And you're going to get into an emotional escalating argument, which probably is not going to be helpful. Next one is stonewalling. This is shutting down the silent treatment, turning away, and at times, you need to take a break, right? You do need to take a break, but think of this more as a pause and be very specific how long you need to pause. So, for example, think of those Gmail autoresponders. And I would suggest in a co parenting situation that you have a defined time of how long in these higher conflict situations, how long that you're going to respond to each other's messages, even if you use those co-parenting apps. Is it gonna be a one-week response unless emergency? Is it gonna be a 24-hour response? If not, maybe each party might have a different idea of how long responses should be. That's gonna cause tension, anxiety, and stress. If you're at the contempt stage, that's one of the items Gottman's talk about, that's you're rolling your eyes, mocking your partner, Basically, demonstrating any dislike of your partner or their values you know, or your co-parent. We can just extend it to that. So how do you get out of this four horsemen of the apocalypse? How can you have a better co-parenting relationship? How can you do better in a new relationship? Or if you're on the fence getting divorced and you want to make a a go, you're inspired by Valentine's Day. Things have been tough. Things have been rocky. But I don't want to give up. We've been together for a long time. We have a child in common. Maybe it's worth double-downing and doing more work on ourselves and getting better so we have the stability, the trust, and all these memories. Maybe that's more important to you. If so, consider nonviolent communication. This is a book by Marshall Rosenberg. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. His teaching is. He has a lot of work out there, podcasts, videos, I do suggest a book. It's in its third edition and he basically gives a model and it's basic. It's a great place to start though. It might be awkward to use it and you might not use it like an expert. It's going to come off a little strange, but it's the start of the process. And why it's the start of the process is you're moving from judgments, from criticisms to a different way of talking that doesn't really escalate things. So for example, you state your feelings. You can say, "I'm worried," "I'm scared," "I'm stressed," as opposed to a, ju- a judgment, a criticism. You know, "You're a narcissist," "You're an idiot." That's not helpful. It's not helpful. Uh, you want to describe the situation in a neutral, factual way. So, I'm stressed about the pickups and drop-offs, and you want to express your need. You want to make a request in a non non-judgment- judgmental, non judgmental way. I need us to find a better solution to pickups and drop-offs that work for both of us. All right, question. Do I need a lawyer to write my prenuptial agreement now that ChatGBT can do it for me? I wasn't aware that ChatGBT was writing legal documents, so I actually asked it. I asked this question. Can you write me a prenuptial agreement that will be enforceable in New York, which protects my separate property. This is the response I get. As an AI language model, I cannot provide legal advice or draft legal documents. However, I can provide general information about prenuptial agreements in New York. And it went on to tell me about the general information. So at this point, lawyers still have a job, for better or for worse. There are a lot of boilerplate, prenuptial agreements out there. You can use online services. I strongly suggest, though, before anything's executed, before you put this document away and move on with your lives and get you know, more excited about the wedding and all the fun fact activities that are going to happen, just have it reviewed by counsel in your jurisdiction to make sure it's enforceable so you don't have any nasty surprises later on. That's what you need an attorney for. All right, positive perspective. You're feeling a little discouraged about your divorce. Maybe recently you've had some setbacks, some struggles, and this divorce is becoming harder than you imagined. Why can't it be simple? If you're feeling stressed and it's taking some space in your mind, I want to talk about three simple ideas. Simple ideas, <laughs> hard to execute, but simple ideas. The first idea is I want you to eliminate negative self-talk. Okay, Negative self-talk only creates negative emotions. You get this flood of negative feelings, and it's just going to affect you in a bad way. Now, I know what I'm saying might be as uh, compared to, let's say, stop eating ice cream or stop having sugar if that's what you've been eating and that's your favorite food. It's hard to stop eating sugar. Your body craves it after decades of having it. But what you can do is you can limit it so if you are going to go through a transition period, I suggest journaling. I suggest journaling daily, and that will be the time that you can express your negative feelings. Once you do that for a while, I think you will find it very productive to do a grateful journal. You can do a grateful journal, whatever you're grateful for, as basic as I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm comfortable right now. You know, I'm grateful that I slept well last night. Do a grateful journal at the end of the day, You can do your uh, negative journal, negative self-talk journal the start of the day or vice versa, depending if you're a morning person or a night person. I want you instead to use positive affirmations. This is incredible. If you can do this on a daily basis, even 10 times a day at the start, uh, but at least on a daily basis. And like a phrase such as, success takes time. Be patient. Success takes time. Be patient. That might help you when you're in this long, drawn-out battle. And then you want to surround yourself with people who will lift you up. You want to limit your time with any negative people. If you don't have people who can lift you up, what I suggest is either starting a relationship with a therapist who can transition you, You can then you can meet more people who will lift you up, or start doing activities like dancing or tennis or whatever hobby or sport... Uh, talks to you, to meet people that you can do these positive activities, getting some exercise, and just having some fun and joy in your life, however limited, during this very difficult time. You do that, you're going to put yourself in a much better situation if your divorce goes south. All right, moving to our disclaimer. Remember, this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult with your attorney before acting on the information contained in this podcast. Until next time, be creative, not reactive.